1: The microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is, it's your boy Dane Martinez, aka Speeds, aka the Spittin' Statistician, and you are listening live to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. They call me the Stable Genius. They call me the Vocal Minority. and We get it on and popping here on the Fantasy Freestyle where we keep it so hot that we sweat steam. We got the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Check me out in the chat room, okay? If you're on YouTube, check me out on Twitter. Check me out on Periscope, on Twitch, on Facebook. Right inside Studio 34 here we give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash I got the whole crew down there on the fourth floor in the pit of misery we got my man my best friend forever Mikey Florio holding it down we got the night owl JP he's gonna be joining us a little bit later on and of course Danny Otto as well hooking it up right there managing the chat room don't forget to catch him on popping off on wednesday nights we got a big show for you okay we got some nfl stuff we want to get into i have uh something i'm doing on roto experts in the morning 7 to 9 a.m right here on this network we're getting ready to release the seedings and the brackets for the face of baseball another kind of bracket contest we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks i'm going to get my best friend forever to chime in on that i'm going to tell you also which positions um You want to invest in for rookies, okay? And which positions you don't because of their kind of natural arc and curve. We're going to be talking about that. And you know we put the fun and functional sports content, okay? We got a rapping athlete to break down. I got some other stories to share. We got a poll question up as well, okay? Because check this out. I don't know if you guys saw, but over the weekend, there was some stuff that went down in Dallas with the Dallas Cowboys, okay? First of all, wide receiver Terrence Williams gets arrested, is drunk, he crashes his Lamborghini. Right. Um, remember when I asked, like, which Cowboy will be the second one drafted after Ezekiel Elliott? People might have guessed Terrence Williams because he was slated to be like the number one wide receiver there. They bring in Allen Hearns. They got Cole Beasley there. Right. But he was slated to really take a big jump, not if he's crashing Lamborghinis. But what also happened in Dallas is Terrell Owens comes out, former Cowboy, says he doesn't know how uh, Jason Garrett still has a job, you know, saying that the Cowboys have not improved under his tenure. And it got me to thinking, is Jason Garrett on the hot seat? You know, what if the Cowboys, this could go off the rails pretty quickly, you know, um, you know, the kind of wide receiver they might need a guy like Dez Bryant, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. So I thought, wait a second, is Garrett on the hot seat? And then I thought, who else might be on the hot seat? You know a coach that we talked about for a while a couple of times? Hugh Jackson. He could be on the hot seat. You know who else I think could be on the hot seat is the curse of hard knocks? Dirk Cutter in Tampa. If Jameis doesn't take another step, they've been talking about, oh, Tampa's primed to take a step. It hasn't happened in a couple of years. So we got a poll question up right now, okay? And you can catch me on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. Which NFL coach enters 2018 with the hottest hot seat? Is it a guy like Jason Garrett? Is it a guy like Hugh Jackson? Is it Dirk Cutter or is it someone else? We got people putting in writing candidates right now, left and right, okay? Think about a guy like maybe Vance Joseph. Think about a guy like Marvin Lewis. Okay, so that is the question we are asking you here on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. By the way, this is episode 309, maybe 310. A lot of episodes here of the Fantasy Freestyle. That means all of y'all out there, the stats overbeat Cypher. You uh, continue to want what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. We talked about what was going on in Dallas. The big other NFL news is, listen, we got OTAs uh, starting to pop off. Right? And you know what's interesting is Odell Beckham is there. But here are the people who are not. TB12, Tom Brady, still not working out with the Pats. Gronk, still not working out with the Pats. You think maybe the two of them are sending some kind of message to the Belichick regime? Maybe they want to instead work out with, oh, I don't know, Alex Guerrero, TB12 Fitness. Are they sending a message, or is this must-do about nothing? Um, I think in the Patriots' case, it could be interesting. Remember, I've been predicting the fall of Rome for a couple of months over there. No Julio Jones in Atlanta. He wants to revisit his contract. We'll talk about Julio Jones a little bit later on and why I think if you're Julio, you better get your money now. You better do it now, similar to what Charlie Blackman did ahead of the game, getting that extension. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Also, no Aaron Donald for the Rams. Remember, he was thinking about holding out last year as well, and no Le'Veon Bell for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was thinking about holding out last year as well. They continue to do the same old song and dance. They will be there for week one. Not a lot to think about on that. Also, I don't know if you um I don't know if we've talked about this, but did you see that the Browns are named on Hard Knocks? And I think that's interesting. A the curse of hard knocks, right? But you can't really go much further down than one in 31 in your last two seasons. You can't go much further down than uh, 33% of the poll right now, thinking that Hugh Jackson has the hottest seat of all. I'm a little bit higher than most on the Browns because of all the storylines that are there. Honestly, Hard Knocks picked a great you know, team, quite frankly, because they got some weapons now. The Josh Gordon story, well, that's a weapon. The Jarvis Landry story, that's a weapon. This running back room between Hyde and Chubb and Duke, these are weapons. The quarterback saga with Baker Mayfield, with T-Mobile, who I think is going to hold on to this starting job and leverage better weapons than he ever had with the Buffalo Bills and lead this Browns team to a number that is well over their over-under that you could check on mybookie.ag right now. I believe the over-under for the Cleveland Browns right now is five, and I think they will win six games this year. I think they will not be in last place in the AFC North. We'll get into that in a future episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. Okay, we're going to be giving you my kind of early read on over-unders on division previews. We're going to be getting into that in a couple of weeks. After Memorial Day hits and we're officially into summer, we're going to start our division-by-division prep. We're going to start our over-unders for teams because now, because it's legal uh, in some places, maybe on mybookie.ag, we're going to try and make that cash. Also, interesting note about the Detroit running back room. You know, they're going to sign this kid, Carry On Johnson, their rookie out of Auburn, I believe. They got LeGarrette Blunt, who they signed in the offseason. You know, Theo Riddick is there as a pass catching back. Keep an eye on Amir Abdullah. I think Amir Abdullah is going to be the guy without a seat when the music stops. I think Amir Abdullah will be looking for work sometime, potentially this summer. He'll either get cut or he'll be a little bit of a trade bait. You know, um, with guys like Matt Jones taking visits and signing, with guys like Terrence West. Making the rounds with DeMarco Murray still out there. Keep an eye on Amir Abdullah. I think he is more viable than a guy like Terrence West if he would ever be out there on the open market. Also gotta let you guys know that Johnny Football Yeah, I said it, Johnny Football, signed with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Big shout out to my man lin Manuel Miranda. When it comes to Hamilton, I wonder if if he greased the wheels at all there. Doubtful. But um I think it was actually a good move. Listen. He only had maybe like five suitors in the NFL anyway. And they weren't going to take a flyer on him now. They were going to wait for injury maybe much further down in the summer. You know, so this is an opportunity for him to play professional football, put some stuff on tape, continue the narrative that he is rehabbing his image. I think this is a good look. This also proves that, like, he does love football. You know, he's kind of eating some of that humble pie, taking a step down a little bit, and like, nah, I'll do whatever I got to do to play football. So I like what's happening at Johnny Football. I wanted to mention that. But... I did talk about this aging curve, which is something I want to mention here on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. O- award-nominated Fantasy Freestyle, by the way. Your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the spitting Statistician, the Stable Genius, and Vocal Minority. Award-nominated. Big things here on Fantasy Sports Network. I want to talk about the aging curve by position. I keep on telling you guys that rookie tight ends are fugazi. Forget about them. Rookie tight ends you want to forget about because they, in year one, it's too hard for them to learn the new blocking schemes and the route tree. I tell you that all the time, okay? Evan Ingram, you're going to be like, Dane, what about Evan Ingram? He was a top five tight end last year. He was a rookie. Fugazi. Forget about him. And let me tell you why. The Giants wide receiver core was eviscerated last year. Odell Beckham, gone. Brandon Marshall, gone. Sterling Shepard, who I interviewed when he was sitting here right in this very seat in Studio 34, gone for some of the time, right? There was no one else left for targets, so that's where Evan Ingram popped off. I think Evan Ingram is a prime regression candidate if you want to know the truth. All of a sudden, Odell Beckham is back. All of a sudden, you have Saquon Barkley. You have a healthy Shep. I don't think you're as high on the pecking order, kid. Sorry. Crazy. but in general, I don't like first-year tight ends. Okay, and I got some data from PFF that back it backs it up. They did a study looking at all like positions, so running back, wide out, and tight end, and kind of their career arc, you know, and they and what is kind of the baseline of like their maximum value. And tight ends in year one only realize thirty-three percent of their actual value. That's their breakdown. Okay, so but. The tight end see a huge jump in year two. They go from 33% of their value to 94% of their value. So what does that mean? That means the breakout concept of the tight end. You know, guys who have been, you know, either learning under others or guys that are in their second year that can be taking a jump. These are guys that I like. For your, for your tight ends, I don't like Evan Ingram, okay? But I love me, you know, as does everybody. I love me some Hunter Henry. I love me some uh, Trey Burton, and I love me some Ricky Seals Jones out there in Arizona. I'm telling you right now, he is my tight end diamond in the rough, Ricky Seals Jones, okay? This is a second-year guy primed to make this bump. Defenses are going to be keying in on David Johnson, DJ 2K. Defenses will be keying in in the passing game on Larry Fitzgerald. And I think, you know, Bradford, who's made of eggshells, is going to be gone by October 1st anyway. By Columbus Day, it'll be the rookie quarterback. What's a rookie quarterback's best friend? His tight end over the middle, his security blanket, as it were. The Linus Factor. Okay, and that's Ricky Seals Jones. I love me some Ricky Seals Jones. I love me some Hunter Henry. I love me some Trey Burton. Another second year guy to keep an eye on. I'm going to make my man Mike Florio down there in the fantasy pit of misery laugh a little bit. I was early on him last year, Mike, but I didn't realize that you're only 33 percent of your value in year one and then you jump up in year two. I hope you know who I'm talking about because Jimmy G has never lost. And the tight end he's going to be throwing to is my man, George Kittle. Keep an eye on Kittle and Ricky Seals Jones as second year tight ends. You know, you know about Ingram? Fugazi. You know about OJ Howard. He still needs to compete with making America great again. OK, so I like some of these other off the radar tight ends. If you want to kind of stream tight end, a lot of people are talking about if you don't wind up with Gronk, if you don't wind up with Kelsey, if you don't wind up with Ertz, the drop down is big to the what some people think are Ingram. I don't. I think it's Hunter Henry. Still the Delaney Walkers of the world. Okay, and then some of these other guys take a chance on them. They are primed to make a jump in running backs. You can get them a little bit earlier. We've seen this with Gurley. We've seen this with Zeke. We've seen this with Fournette recently. We've seen this with Kamara. Guys like Kareem Hunt. Okay, running backs value. um, They get eighty. What is it? Let's see. They get eighty-eight percent of their baseline value right away. So rookie rookie running backs coming can come in and produce for you. All right, I think some will. In year one this year as well we know about saquon barkley i think there's a couple of guys who are primed and ready to go i've been telling you about this for a while elijah penny three down back potential uh ronald jones in tampa nobody in front of him you believe in pop quiz jock quiz i don't anymore okay but the guy i like is royce freeman in denver i don't believe And Devontae Booker, I believe, if anything, he's a third down kind of back. Think about Royce Freeman out there and wide receiver. But what they do say, excuse me, about the running backs is that they peak in year four. And there's a couple of fourth-year running backs that I think are very interesting. The first that I'm going to give you, I am high on this guy. I am high on Jarek McKinnon. He's entering year four. The San Francisco 49ers paid money to go get him and sign him. Kyle Shanahan talking a lot about how he's going to play the Devontae Freeman role in that offense. I love me some uh, Jarek McKinnon this year. Uh, Devontae Freeman in his fourth year. I also like Freeman this year as well. Okay, that's the sweet spot. The wide receivers are a little bit different. Okay, same thing. Rookie wideouts don't usually do it. I'm down on Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Fantasy heard. Okay? You got Julio. You got Freeman. You got Muhammad. It's a new day. Tevin Coleman as well. All right, Calvin Ridley's going to be a better football player than fantasy football player, in my opinion. DJ Moore is the lone exception. But I like some of these uh, year five guys. They have year five as the peak for wide receiver Guys like the Landry, the Thielen, the Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams and Mike Evans setting up to have huge years, in my opinion. They both are wide-out ones. But here's the interesting part, and I'll leave you guys with this. They consider year eight the start of the decline for wide receivers. And there are some big-name wide receivers entering their eighth year. Julio Jones among them. See how I bring it full circle? Julio Jones among them. Missing OTAs. I think he needs to get an extension now because he may start to be on the decline and not get as much on the market. His stock is high right now. He needs to cash in. AJ Green fits into this category of year eight. Remember, we've, we've seen him have some injuries in the last couple of years. So maybe, you know, that's something to worry about with AJ Green. Here are two other guys that are entering year eight. That I think are going to go down this year. And not only because they're on the downside of their uh, career trajectory, but also because I don't buy in their teams or how they're being used this year. The first is Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin entering year eight. Okay, I'm worried about the Seattle offense. I think they're going to change it a little bit. They're going to try and let Penny be the bell cow here. They believe in some of these other wide receivers. They love Lockett. If you listen to the King Scott angle, they love Amari Darbo out there. I wouldn't be surprised if Baldwin takes a slight step back. He's always been one of those tried-and-true, under-respected, borderline wide-out ones, wideout twos. He's going to back up and be more into the back-end wide-out two category this year. The last one is Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, I think, is also on the downside of that. Devontae Adams is the one that's rising up. Remember, Jimmy Graham there also taking away some of those probably touchdown targets as well. So there's a little bit of look at that. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we're going to turn our attention to baseball here. I got some news and notes for you. Some very interesting things with the Tampa Bay Rays starting rotation we're going to get into. And also, we're trying to set up the brackets here for the face of baseball tournament bracket. I do this on Roto Experts in the Morning. I'm going to get the insight from the selection committee downstairs, including my best friend forever, Mikey Florio. All that and more right here on the Fantasy Freestyle Stats Overbeat Cipher. Answer the poll. Start chatting. It's your boy Dane Martinez Speeds, the spitting Statistician, the Stable Genius, and Vocal Minority. Let's go. Ooh, ooh, Fantasy Freestyle. The goods that'll please your ears No, we don't care We the beef boy scouts Check it, we're prepared You bring it on stage And you can't compare Cause I get more greasy Than Chicago Bears I don't mean to brag I just got the skills Cause Charlie's on the left And Rox is on the pills It's a little chronic Chronic, chronic You know what it is Fantasy Freestyle here On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network On the Fantasy Sports YouTube You can catch it on YouTube Twitter, Twitch Facebook Live Periscope All that, yo Holler at your boy. If you like what you're hearing, you know, holler at the show, okay? Hit me up at Spitting Speeds. You know, when football was going on, we had the phone lines ablazing. blazing. I'll be helping you with everything you need to win your leagues and win that cash. That's how we do it. We got a lot of stuff coming up, okay? What I'm going to start doing, maybe even starting as soon as next week, okay? Because it's after Memorial Day, right? So we're going to start maybe shifting a little bit over to football. I'm going to do division by division. I'm going to tell you diamonds and fugazies for every division. I'm going to tell you where I think are the value on the over-unders and some other bets. We're going to start previewing. I know it's still early, but I'm getting excited for football. I know you are too. I also got big news coming out. Catch me on Twitter, okay? Catch me on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. I got big news on other ways that I'll be showing you how to get ready for football season. We're going to be doing it on Roto Experts in the morning. You can catch me 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Catch me on subscribe to Stats Over Beats. That's how we do it as well. I get to, you know, put a little bit of myself on the ones and twos, making it happen over there. Big shout out to my man Kenneth Cashman and RotoWare for dropping that uh, Stats Over Beats verse. Gotta love, gotta love that. Alright, some news and notes here at Major League Baseball that I want to do before we turn it to my man Mikey Florio and we start talking about the face of baseball. Um, First thing that I gotta tell you, this is very, very interesting. The Tampa Bay Rays are like a um, they're like a Petri dish. You know, they're like a really – they they're, they're just trying things out and seeing what grows inside the Petri dish. They're like a little lab for baseball. And their newest idea is to have not one but two bullpen days. Right now, um, you know, Archer, Faria, and Snell are their only starting pitchers. Okay? And they are literally going at it at bullpen days – um, now two times in a row through the rotation. Sergio Romo last weekend started on Saturday, went like an inning, and then he started the game again on Sunday when I believe an inning and a third, okay? And what they're doing is they're saying, hey, every man up, it's committee day, okay? And I think this is very interesting for a number of reasons. One, seems to work. Zach, uh, Zach Cozart on the Angels, he said he didn't like this. You know, the Baseball players are such a creature of habit and routines. They they analyze video. You know, they, they try to get the book on the starter. And when it's like an all-star game and the, you know, the guy's going to only be in for one inning, they can't get a read on it. You know, they got to know who they're seeing for their first couple of bats. Zach Cozart said he does not like what they're doing because it, it, it messes with his routine. Check for the Tampa Bay Rays. The other thing is I think, and I would love to get my, my man Mike Florio's thoughts on this, Mikey. I think... This is brilliant for the Tampa Bay Rays financially. If you're a team that you know you're not contending, you got a lot of young kids who you may want to get an opportunity later in the year to be able to get some innings, get some experience under their belt, why clog up the rotation with other guys, the, the older guys? And here's the other thing. Fiscally, I think it makes sense. Why sign some guy to be your third starter to a three-year, $34 million deal when you're not trying to win anyway? All that's doing is taking dead money on your books. Let the kids play. You said to me, Florio, down in the pit of misery, you're always about letting the kids play. They're just taking it to an extreme down in Tampa, clearing the way for everybody to be able to have some opportunity and flash. And why have a contract saddled? Around the franchise's neck or the spot in the rotation filled, you know, when you could be having kids up. And that's the way I think about that. I'm going to get Florio's thoughts on it a little bit later on. What I want to also really quickly tell you about is on Roto Experts in the Morning... We talk every Wednesday about the closer situations around Major League Baseball. And we do that based off an article that George Kurtz puts out on RotoExperts.com, which is amazing, okay? There's going to be some closer talk tomorrow. But just some closer news and notes because this is you. there's some shifting roles here out there in the Major Leagues, okay? And if you're in a Roto format or head-to-head, you may need some saves. So I'm over here trying to help you. That's what we do. That's why we win chips, baby. All right? So... I'm going to tell you right now, in Chicago with the White Sox, this is now Nate Jones' job, in my opinion. This is Nate Jones's job. Soria was nowhere to be found over the weekend when the White Sox needed to nail down some games. They even had, like, Jace Fry come in. But he's really a situational righty-lefty guy. Nate Jones, I believe, is, is going to take that role. He's the one who I think gets saves moving forward for the Chai Sox, okay? um, In Anaheim with the Angels... There's an opportunity here, okay? Middleton is done. I believe he's having Tommy John surgery, okay? And a lot of people on spec went originally to Jim Johnson. No, no, no. I think it's Blake Parker. I think it's Blake Parker is the guy you need to get. He got the last save, I believe, for the Angels. He's the guy, I think, if the Angels are in tight games, they're going to be saving. He's the guy with the best stuff, okay? And I think that's where Socha is going to land ultimately. All right, here's another two other spots I want you to look at. One is Baltimore, okay? And I say this because Zach Britton pitching pitching batting practice, it sounds like next week he's going to go on a uh, rehab assignment. They said after Memorial Day he's going to go on a rehab assignment next week. After that, it's just about, you know, getting him to be able to go back-to-back days, things of that nature. Zach Britton will be back pretty soon, okay? I mean, most people, you know, most leagues, I guess he's been taken and stashed, you know, probably already. I'm looking in my league I'm looking in my league where I did that. I took and I drafted Zach Britton and stashed him, and he is owned right now. Zach Britton is owned. Let me bring it up for you. Zach Britton is only owned in 49% of leagues. That means you and your boys are at the bar, you know, four of you. Two of you can go right now, pick up Zach Britton, stash him on your DL, and then you will have a bona fide closer for the second half of the season. He's coming along nicely, okay? So that's another spot I want to mention. And the fourth is keep an eye on Milwaukee. Keep an eye on Milwaukee, okay? Listen, Corey Knable comes back from the DL. They're working him back in the same way I was just telling you about um, what they'll eventually do with Britton. Um, and Knable did get the save for the Brewers, I believe, last night. But, I mean, Josh Hader is ridiculous. Josh Hader is absolutely ridiculous. I think he's still going to have this, like, two-inning, kind of Andrew Miller role. I believe, you know, he's got more Ks per nine than anybody right now, okay? So if you had Hader, like keep him and you know be very you know love the ratios that he gives you all right here's what we're gonna do here on the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports network with your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician the stable genius and vocal minority win your league win that cash with the stats overbeat beats cypher i got mikey florio down there in the pit of misery uh mikey florio how you doing man are you with me I'm good. I'm with you. Yeah. What do you think about that, man? What do you think about first of all this Sergio Romo starting back to back games, and how it actually messes up Zach Cozart? He he said he really didn't like it. It messes up his prep, and I think it's a financial smart move financially for the Rays to do it in this way. What do you think yeah, about what not, they're doing?
2: Not only that, they they could throw someone out there to to pitch. You know, a couple of innings. The guy on Saturday who came in after Romo went six and a. Third. Yarbrough, I think it was right, yeah. and got the win. He's basically a starting pitcher there, but using Romo first. Throws the other team off. I think the Rays constantly got to be innovative right? because they don't have the financial money to keep up with other teams. That's what
1: I'm saying. They're the Petri dish of the Major League Baseball.
2: Exactly. And it also helps if you are a Blake Snell or Chris Archer yes. or Jacob Faria owner because they're pushing those guys deeper into games Right, to keep because the bullpen fresh. You got to
1: keep the bullpen fresh because it's bullpen day 40% of the time now, apparently. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point, Florio. So, you know, if you have an Archer, if you have a Faria, if you have a Snell, right, they're going to push it. Does that hurt those guys? Because all those guys are pretty young too, Florio. You know, all those guys, you know, are they still in the range where they like have innings limits later on in the season? What happens when they're pushing 160, 180 innings and they literally don't have an innings eater on the rotation?
2: Yeah, luckily for them, Blake Snell last year went about 180 innings. Okay. The year uh, Archer's like a consistent Archer's 200. been there, 200.
1: Yeah, but, but Faria, yeah.
2: yeah, him I'm not sure about. But I, I told Greg this on BFFs the other day. I was watching Blake Snell because I, I I have I'm Mister Blake Snell. I have to watch him. There so, you go. I he goes six innings. He's over 100 pitches. I actually turned the game off. I I imagine he's done. It wasn't until I checked the box score like 10 minutes later that I was like. They pushed him back out there for a seven. Mm. He only got two outs in the seventh, but it's stuff like that where they will push him. That's so interesting. If, if you're sitting at five and a third at, at 100 pitches, maybe you know they might just let you get that quality start.
1: All right. I like that. I like that. Uh, there's another impact for it. That's why I got my man Mike Florio joining us for a couple of minutes here on the Freestyle. He is one of my best friends forever. You can catch him every day. I believe it's 2 to 3 p.m., correct, Mikey? 2 to 3 p.m., best friends forever, making it happen, Monday through Friday on the Fantasy Sports Network. Am I correct?
2: You are correct.
1: Fantastic. And some,
2: sometimes you just get Dane Martinez walking around.
1: You never know, man. You never it's know. Popping in. Yeah, that's how we do it. popping in. We're popping off, doing all sorts of kinds of things. Real quick, Florida, before we get into this uh, rankings and seedings, I had another quick thing I wanted to bounce off you. I've been telling uh, my man, the King Scott Angle, that I think Goldie is, there's something up with him you know he's hitting like 204 and he was like i was worried that maybe it was the humidor at first but i think i know what it is now i think he's old and i think that's an issue <laughs> check this out florio check this out okay remember how like the hot stove was really lukewarm this year and yes. like people were not signing especially veterans you know matt holiday is out there he's got a career 890 ops he's got a career 314 home runs i think matt holiday is on the street still you know what I mean? Yeah. Guys like um, uh, Mark Reynolds just signed. Okay, and, and and here's the thing. Check this out. You mentioned it before the bullpens and what they're trying to do with starters outside of the Tampa Bay Rays. Starters are trying to just go two two times through the order, and then they're bringing in these huge fireballer relievers, one more powerful than the next. Ninety eight, one hundred one. You saw Jordan um, Hicks? Yeah, Jordan Hicks went with like one hundred five the other day. Here's where everything's going. Check this out. Check. This out, Florio. 22 players have seen 36 pitchers of 96 miles an hour or more without getting a hit so far this year. 22 players have seen that many pitches of 96, kind of like the super fastballs, without getting a hit. All of them, Florio, all 22, are 30 years old or more. Names like Kinsler, Span, Sean Rodriguez, and Goldschmidt. Florio, Goldie has seen 77 pitches this year of 96 miles an hour or more. He has not recorded a hit. That is the most in the majors. And here's the other stat for Goldie. His strikeout rate has gone up from 221 percent to 31% this year for Goldie. He can't handle the heat. Trust me, when you're in your 30s, you know, the quick twitch, the reaction time is a little bit slower. These guys can't get around on this new level of heater that is coming out. Goldie's strikeout rate is going up 10%. You combine that with a BABIP dip of about 50 points this year, and that's why Goldie is hitting 204. What do you think, Florio?
2: I didn't know his struggles against Velocity. That is an amazing stat. Yeah. Uh, my man Goldie, you know what he needs to do? He needs to hang out with the uh, one of my favorite players, Joey Votto. Joey Votto is old, but he just keeps thinking. of new keeps ways. Raking, yeah. to, he like holds the bat almost at the barrel now, and he just hey, keeps getting the job. But that though. might be it. What you say? He's
1: choking up, right? Maybe yeah. to combat that reaction time gap. You gotta, you know, it's like the same thing on the pitching side. Fireballers when they get into the 30s, they become pitchers. Right, they use location. They lose their arsenal. They're off-speed stuff. Now, some of these hitters may not be able to adjust as they get older, and with the you know the influx of these big-time arms coming out and seeing them more in the bullpen because the bullpens are dominating games. I think this has merit, Florio. I'll send you. I'll send you a link to the article I read. It was by uh, you know Mr. Buster Olney. We'll talk about that. Um, I'll show that to you. I think it's pretty interesting though, uh, specifically these 30-year-old guys. They can't handle the heat that's coming in this new era of Major League Baseball. And maybe that's why some of these guys were left unsigned. But real quick, what we're doing over on Roto Experts in the morning, okay? If you're part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, you know about fantasy freestyle. You know that Speeds loves brackets, okay? Guys, uh, maybe JP the Night Owl might remember. We did the greatest TV show of all time. And Florio, you were talking about this as well. You know, we did the greatest TV show of all time. It was, in fact, Breaking Bad over Seinfeld. We did the greatest sports movie of all time. I believe Rocky won those brackets. What I want to know is the face of baseball. So we got some names, Florio. I sent them to you. And, you know, JP or anybody else can comment as well. And, and the way I had it was, you know, Trout, Judge, Altuve, Harper, Otani, Kershaw, Stanton, Pujols, Bryant, Posey, Correa, Verlander, Cabrera, Machado, Syndergaard, and Betts. This is like kind of, remember, the face of baseball is not necessarily the best player in baseball, but who might be have the most notoriety, the face? People be like, oh, I know that guy. That's Aaron Judge, right? Oh, I've seen that guy. That's Mike Trout. You know, Syndergaard is in here because of his long flowing locks, if you want to know the truth. That's why guys like Pujols or Cabrera or Posey are still in there. They're part of the marketability of baseball, the face of baseball. You know, so guys like Freeman, they don't really get in. Guys like Vado, who you just mentioned, or Braun, people don't know them as much. Goldschmidt. So, Florio, I ask you you've seen the list. Do you think that there are any glaring omissions or any of these top 16 should definitely be dropped? And should any names that you think of that we have not captured at all, or anybody that you think is dramatically overseated or underseated from the listing I just gave?
2: Um, I don't think there's anyone like missing.
1: Okay, so so what would you do with this? How would you how would you move the rankings or the seedings up a little bit?
2: Honestly, I think I would have Trout lower. Really? It's cr- like, right now, Trout is the number one seed. I believe
1: he is the favorite as the face of baseball. That meaning, like, if you asked, you know, we're here in Studio 34, if I went to Penn Station, you know, and I was like showing people pictures or I was like, oh, who's, you know, name a baseball player right now. You don't think Trout would be the first one named? I don't. don't. Think, you don't think Trout uh, is like maybe one of the most recognizable? Trout, uh, the imbe- biggest ambassador? I guess he's not on as many commercials and stuff like that. You'd have Trout lower, huh? Yeah. He'd Where? still be in my top four. Okay, he'd be in the kind of okay the, the the best quartile. He'd be in your top four. The others in the top four are Judge, Altuve, and Harper. Are you saying then? Because you're such a millennial, Mikey. Are you saying you'd bump Harper up? I would bump
2: Harper, yeah. for sure. And I think Judge over him as well. So you would do the top four more like Judge, Harper, Trout, Altuve. Honestly, I think I would do it: Harper, Harper, Judge, Judge, Altuve, Trout. Interesting. Let me know what you
1: guys think if you're in the Stats Over Beats Cypher in the chat room on YouTube. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to be kind of norming this a little bit, and then we're going to be doing these polls on Roto Experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, 7 to 9 a.m. It is me. It is the king, Scott Angle. It is the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. Yo, we put the fun in functional sports radio, Florio. Every morning we cock-a-doodle do it from 7 to 9 a.m. on the Fantasy Sports Network. What do you think about some of these older guys? You think Miguel Cabrera still belongs in the top 16? You think Buster Posey still belongs in the top 16? Should they be seated in this bracket, Florio?
2: I definitely think they should be because Buster Posey's still in a lot of commercials. Mickey right. was so good. Pulos, both were so good for so long that I think the average baseball fan still recognizes them immediately.
1: Yeah, alright, so we're going to find out. Much like we found out about the TV shows, much like we found out about the sports movies, we're going to find out once we hit Memorial Day and it becomes the Boys of Summer, we're going to launch this bracket tournament. Maybe we'll do a little crossover to collab with the BFFs. You know, we're going to start getting into football as well. When we come back, though, we put the fun and functional sports content. We got rapping athletes to break down. It is prom season. So we got to talk to my man, JP the Night Owl, because, you know, he might still be a prom date these days. Um, all that and more when we come back. It is the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez. Speeds, a spitting statistician, stable genius, vocal minority. You know what it is. Jatul sabe. Come on back. It's Fantasy Freestyle. Dead wrong. Shout out to the Notorious B.I.G., the greatest rapper of all time, died on March 9th. That's my man, B.I.G., party and BS, all that good stuff. Uh, Biggie tracks were also Biggie Beats with Baseline for the first ever episode of Stats Over Beats. Don't forget to, if you like what you hear with the Stats Over Beats cipher, if you like Speeds and Spitting Statistician, if you want to bob your head while you're doing it, uh, we talk ad drops as the beat drops on Stats Over Beats powered by the Fantrax Podcast Network. Check me out on that. We did all Biggie Beats. Last week was all Tribe Call Quest Beats. Um, good stuff over there. Remember, you can catch me on Roto Experts in the morning, obviously here on the Fantasy Freestyle as well. I'm working hard, baby. I'm trying to get ready for football season. You know, I'm working hard. speed spitting statistician trying to help you win that cash. All right. Uh, we put the fun and functional sports content. Um, I've been talking about Trevor Bauer for a few weeks now remember we talked about the uh 69 days of giving how after his arbitration and kind of he won more than he wanted or that he you know pitched originally he was trying to make a mockery of the arbitration system and succeeded (laughs) if i do say so myself and just catch you up remember he is giving 420 dollars 69 to uh a charity For 69 days in a row, and no, those numbers are not coincidental. And we're in about, you know, there's about two more weeks left. And I was like, who should we nominate? Who should we nominate? You know, the Slatov beat Cypher. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta nominate a charity and maybe the Bauer outage. Trevor Bauer would, you know, donate and we could feel good about ourselves. And I finally found the answer. Remember last week when I told you about Hugh Jackson and I told you that Hugh Jackson was gonna go jump in the lake. Because he said previously last year that if the Browns went, oh, it didn't win a game. Because I guess two years ago, they go 1-15, right? And then they say if they don't uh, do better than that, he would go jump in Lake Erie. And they wound up losing every game last year. So he's going to make good on his promise. He's a man of his word. He is going to jump in the lake. I think he's doing it on June 1st. But he, he, he spun it forward, and he did a real nice thing. He said he's doing it now to cleanse the losing ways in Cleveland. Right, so I'm with that. And he's also encouraging everybody in the Cleveland Browns organization to jump on in with him. And he said he's gonna donate $100 for every person within the Browns that jump in with him. And he's gonna donate it to his charity, the Hugh Jackson Foundation. It's on my Twitter timeline right now. The Hugh Jackson Foundation, what they do is they support efforts to combat human trafficking in the city of Cleveland, okay? And I think this is a great cause. I think it's great that Hugh Jackson is now turning this into a thing to kind of ceremoniously cleanse the losing out of Cleveland and to ceremoniously and to raise money for his charity. Now I bring it back to Trevor Bauer, right? Trevor Bauer was on the Cleveland Indians team that the Chicago Cubs beat in the World Series. Maybe they are now cursed. Maybe they need to cleanse the losing. Right? This is Cleveland and Cleveland. Bauer could be, you know, supporting Cleveland sports. And forget $100 for every Brown that, you know, kind of joins in with you. Hey, Trevor Bauer, jump in the lake with Hugh Jackson on June 1st and give the guys at the Hugh Jackson Foundation $420.69. It's perfect synergy for the city of Cleveland. This is exactly what he should do. I find this as a no-brainer. Hugh Jackson maybe needs to do this to cleanse the losing ways because right now on the poll question, 33% of you, we got about almost 100 votes so far just this last hour, 33% of you think that Hugh Jackson enters with the hottest seat. So jump in the lake, bro, and uh, Trevor Bauer throw your four twenty uh, and sixty nine cents over that way. That's what the stats overbeat cipher has to say. But what we're gonna do here. Um we break down the rapping athletes, right? So let's do that. Let's break down the rapping athletes. We got a new one. I want to go down to the Pit of Misery because my man Mike Florio suggested this one. We talked about it. The Night Owl, JP, is like, oh, I love this guy. We're talking about former Texans running back Arian Foster, all right? Here's the funny part, okay? He goes by Bobby Fino, all right? So check out his AKAs, trying to be like Speeds Spitting Statistician, the Stable Genius, and Vocal Minority. What is this, the Bodega Boys? Uh, A.K.A. Bobby Fino over here. Arian Foster. He also has a few tracks out there. And here's what I want to say. I was talking to Florio before this. He says he thinks Arian Foster's pretty good. A.K.A. Bobby Fino. He thinks Bobby Fino sounds like J. Cole. All right, so we're going to play some of this uh, Arian Foster, a.k.a. Bobby Fino. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And tell me if you think this sounds like J. Cole. This is Arian Foster with a track titled Joy. We're going to play a little bit of that. Uh, we can play about 45, 50 seconds of that right now here on the Fantasy Freestyle with Stats overbeat Cypher. Then I want to hear what JP has to say because he's such a big fan. And we'll see if Florio can convince others that, uh, yeah, he sounds like J. Cole. All right, this is Arian Foster with Joy. Here we go. Heart beating like I stole something, mind racing like I rode something. Feel like that old loving, like ain't no cold ovens, Food cook, good, good books. This some grown loving. Let me let you know something, girl. On Mount Olympus with Egyptians and gold, dripping that dopamine that stick to the soul. Penning words for you only John Lennon would know. Pain stricken for my heart, so it's off to the forbidden we go, like Juliet and Romeo. Uh, they flights to Tokyo. Uh, Love growing like Pinocchio My kids writing love letters to your ribs Catch the Holy Ghost Girl, to you comatose Love, let me overdose You can be my medicine Drinking this adrenaline Thinking this forever that it never is So you can let it live I've never been romantic But I love walking with you on this canvas you know? Ooh, as we go to the hook That's maybe where it was J. Cole-ish As we get to the sing-songy hook want to be like J. Cole and 50 Cent back in the day Alright, Florio if we got Florio in the pit of misery, Florio was high on this early on. He said he didn't know if he heard this track or
2: others sounding like J Cole. Does this still sound like J Cole to you, Florio? What do you got? I still think his voice sounds a lot like J Cole. You
1: would voice. go defend this. You would defend this with the yeah, st- against not, the stats overbeat Be Cipher in the
2: chat room and stuff. I'm not saying like he's as good as J Cole or any right, anything. Right, right, right. I just think when I heard his voice, I was like, huh, it sounds a little bit like J Cole. Like I think that's kind of the style he was trying to emulate. Maybe, maybe he was trying to emulate a little storytelling, to little sing-songy. I ain't mad at you
1: there. I just think, I mean, come on, let's let's not let's not put the expectations a little. Oh
2: no, no, no! I'm not saying he's the
1: next Jay All right, like all right, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Also down in the fantasy pit of misery is the night owl, my man JP. Maybe the new head of marketing for the Fantasy Sports Network, my man JP, the night owl. Yo, you were saying, um, you were saying that you're a big fan of Arian Foster, um. Do you feel uh, confirmed in that? Are you like, oh, my God, yeah, this is great, like everything J- uh, Arian Foster does. What do you think about this, Night Owl?
2: I want to hear more Arian
1: Foster. Ooh. That's pretty good. You want to hear more? I'll also I'll take the opposite opinion of Mike Florio and Ooh. say the beat is almost J. Cole. That brought me back to, like, ah, whole world stuff right interesting. now. Interesting. Florio, I think the man, or by man I mean kid, makes a good point. Yeah, a little beat. It could be the beat. It could be the beat. I hear that. Oh, we, we, we like this, huh? We're playing this a little more. We like this. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's keep it moving here on the fantasy freestyle. I'll tell you what, JP. I like that. If you do want to hear more. JP, I got another track for you. We're not going to play it because it was a little foul mouth, like a potty mouth, okay? It was He was cursing like a sailor. Uh, Bobby Fino was cursing like a sailor. Check out A Friend, A Fan, A Kid. It's an interesting song. He actually tells the context. Like Each verse is like his relationship with a fan, his relationship with a friend as he gets famous, and his relationship with a kid. You know, who's just like wants him as a, a role model kind of thing. It's pretty interesting. He's actually telling a story there. I like that. But like I said, it was a little too potty mouth for me. We also got my man Danny Otto down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Yo, they're running triple duty down there trying to make your boy Speed sound good, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam right here on the award-nominated Fantasy Freestyle. Yeah, FSWA showing respect. I like that. Um, Danny, I know you be been man- monitoring the chat room. My, my guy Strong Style, Lance Davis, Taco. What are they talking about then in the chat room? Let me holler at them, yo. If you guys are talking big-time fan stats over Beat Cypher, Strong Style, Lance Davis, Taco Crunch, big shout-out to you guys. Hey, uh, Danny, what are they talking about in the chat?
0: We're talking a little bit about everything. I, Cur- it's the freestyle. I can talk about anything, yeah, baby. What's up? Currently, we've been talking about TRL. Okay, Carson Daly.
1: I saw that I heard that commercial too. Florio, the young buck, Greg Sussman tried to get at him. Let me tell you something about that real quick. If everybody in the chat room, back in the day, I used to intern. Okay, when I was in college, I used to intern at MTV. Okay, it was my job to, you know, do random stuff like answer the fan mail for Jan Brady at Nick and Knight, right? And do random stuff like that. But this is when TRL was big. So I'd go out and get lunch. You know, and then it would take me 20 minutes to get back to my desk because I had to fight the throngs of people that were waiting outside the damn window to wave at Busta Rhymes and Janet Jackson. Okay, so I got a lot of beef with TRL, but okay, we're talking TRL. That's my hot take on TRL, Danny. What else we got?
0: Uh... Before that, I mean, they we've kind of been going through everything. I, I know at the beginning of the chat room we were talking about tight ends because you mentioned tight ends for a yeah, little
1: while. Yeah, we were talking about the tight ends and how I think the second year tight ends make a big old jump. I like that. So big shout out, of course, to Strong Style. Yo, Danny, do me a favor, chat back. I want to know how Strong Style feels about the King of Strong Style, Mister Nakamura, and his heel turn. I want to know what he thinks about his heel turn, no speak of the English and stuff like that. Tell him Speeds wants to know about that heel turn, uh, strong style. Hit me up. All right? I want to know what you think about that. Do you like it better? Do you think it's developing his character? All right. And the last thing I want to do here because, uh, you know, Stats Over Beats, we, we, uh, we talk it all here. We talk sports. We talk sports culture. We talk what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Um, but we also, you know, we talk love. We talk love here. Remember, we had my man, um, with the love doctor, good old Donnie Burns. But we back to JP. JP, I want to get your take on this story. It is prom season. You know, uh, and, you know, JP, you probably had your prom, what, like, two years ago or something like that? You had a prom? Two years ago, yep. Three years ago, two years ago. Okay, so check this out. Jay Feely, uh, you know, longtime kicker in the NFL. His daughter is going to the prom this year okay you know she's maybe a senior or whatever she's dating this guy right there's a picture that Jay Feely has on social media and it's uh his daughter arm in arm with like her date you know and dad and Jay Feely is in the back with a kind of threatening look to the dad to the kid to the boy who's about to take his daughter to the prom and he's holding a gun OK, in this picture. right, And the post just says, wishing my beautiful daughter and her date a great time at prom. But he's brandishing the weapon, intimidating the kid. He got a little flack for this on social media, giving the timing, given the fact that there's, uh, you know, kids in schools getting shot up now, it seems like every damn week in this country. Right. And then he uh, he had to apologize the next day. Jay uh, Jay Feely puts out on his social media. The prom picture I posted was obviously intended to be a joke. My daughter has dated her boyfriend for over a year and they knew I was joking. I take gun safety seriously. Then in parentheses he says the gun was not loaded and had no clip in it. And I did not intend to be insensitive to that important issue. JP, I have so many questions for you. First of all, how would you feel if uh, your dad's, you know, your date's dad, when you roll up, you know, is packing? How would you feel about that?
2: I wouldn't feel great, Dane. Yeah, right?
1: You'd be a little intimidated. You'd have her home by midnight. Right. Oh, yeah. 11 (laughs) o'clock. There you go. Fair enough. Before we all turn into pumpkins. Go ahead.
2: I think the point he was trying to I think he was just trying to like be funny, you know. He was trying, he was to, trying be to be funny, fu-
1: but yeah, timing time, is everything. Yeah, exactly. Now is not necessarily the time to play that. That's like I'm not making domestic violence or sexual harassment jokes right now. It's a little sensitive right now, you know? Gun violence is a very sensitive topic right now, especially with high school students. Like just 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 Tone deaf, in my opinion, right? So so my question for you, JP, is, like, is this funny?
2: I don't think it's funny. I mean, he's trying to make the joke, but wrong time, wrong place. He just completely missed the mark. I get what he's trying to
1: get at, be the stereotypical, like, right. hard dad, but he just kind of missed the point. I think he missed the point as well. Um, JP, just in case you're still on the prom circuit, because you know now you're an older man to some of these women. Watch it, because they may be brandishing weapons when you go to prom. Also, remember last year we did that thing. Le'Veon, I, uh, the the girl's name I think was Ava Tarantino. She was like. Uh, Le'Veon, would you go to the prom with me? And he was like, listen, if you get whatever it was, 10,000 likes, whatever it was. And she blew past that. But then the school said, no, you can't bring Le'Veon because he represents poor character because he was like suspended for marijuana or something like that or holding out, whatever the case may be. Le'Veon, big shout out to him, helping Speeds' fantasy team last year get to a fantasy championship. Dilly dilly to everybody. I wrote Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, buddy. Le'Veon Bell, DeAndre Hopkins did it for me. Zach Ertz did it for me. The Minnesota defense and the Baltimore defense. My two defenses last year were Minnesota and Baltimore. They did well for me. All right, but I digress. Uh, So, yeah, I think this is bad timing, but I wanted to share that with the stats over Beat Cypher. We got my man Danny Otto down there. Hey, Danny, what do you think about this? Uh, Poor timing and poor taste or funny?
0: I I think it's definitely poor timing. Right. Um, (laughs) In poor taste, yeah. Well, you you, again, you think it's, just,
1: it's funny, just bad timing? Well, I think it's in poor taste, too, yeah. But you don't say that. You're like, yeah, it's in poor taste. It's almost like you feel you're obligated to say that.
0: Yes and no. I mean, I feel like you can, if you have timing right, you can get away with more.
1: Sure. Like your boy Speeds the in
0: Statistician, right. for right, example. right, right. But... I, I think yeah, this is in uh, poor timing and poor taste.
1: Fair enough. What do we got going on on popping off tomorrow, uh, Danny? Wednesday nights here on the Fantasy Sports Network. What do we got on popping off tomorrow?
0: Uh, popping off's all Star Wars related. We're Ooh. getting ready for the hol- uh, the Han Solo, Solo. movie. Yeah, it's coming out this Friday. So. We got to prep for it.
1: That sounds good. Keep it locked on that for sure. Keep it locked to BFFs, Fantasy Best Friends Forever. My guys, Mikey Florio, Greg Sussman, Sussmania, and, of course, my man, Roto Frank, Frankie Stanful. They hit it up big time over there. We might do a little collaboration with some of our brackets over the summer. And big shout-out, thanks to the Night Owl, giving me context for prom season. You guys, check me out at and Speeds on Twitter. All right, the poll question up right now. 34% of you say Jason Garrett has the hottest seat. 33% say Hugh Jackson. 29% say Dirk Cutter. And, uh, you know, rate, review, subscribe. Help your boy out. I'll see you next week. You catch me every morning here, Roto-Experts in the morning. Download Stats Over beta as well. I'll see you next week right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Beats, the Spitting statistician, stable genius, and vocal minority. I'm out. Peace.